The following podcast is an RMG Media production. Welcome to the Renaissance Podcast, a podcast for Renaissance women and men who want to create a modern day renaissance in their life and business. We interview some of the most successful entrepreneurs and share their unique stories. Are you ready to create your renaissance? We are rolling. This is exciting. Oh, Thank you for having me. I cannot believe you're on the podcast. This is our first podcast of 2023. Ooh, girl, we're coming in with big energy in 2023. Big energy. We were just having an off-air conversation about just like last year, 2022, and mm-hmm. just you had a, can I say, $2.5 million a year. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Honey, I wore down those stilettos, so... <laughs> You did, sister. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you so much. And with a great team, you know, you are your team. And so I have every bit of that to um, thank for them and all their hard work, too, and having, you know, a back-of-the-house operations that can truly see my vision Mm -hmm. and bring it to life, even when I decide to write a cookbook halfway through the year and sell my pecan pies and do all these other things, you know. Well, that was something I wanted to talk to you about. Like, to kick things off, of course, I want to hear the backstory, but I wanted to give you a compliment because I feel like you are an entrepreneur that has completely nailed your personal brand. It's so perfectly coexists with the business that you've built. I mean, you have Southern Domestic Diva, you have Southern Diva Cleaning. They are different entities. You do so many different things with each of them, but it's like you said earlier, it's like the umbrella is like Southern Domestic Diva, and then you have the book, and then you have, you know, your cleaning business, which is so successful, and then you have um, the pie business, and you have Mm -hmm. so many things, and I just, I'm obsessed with personal branding, and I just love, like, you, you pulled up in your hot red BMW, and it's so you, though. You have your red lip. Like you, you know, you wear things with pops of red. Like you live out your brand. And it's not just on social media. It's just when you walk in a room, everyone knows exactly who you are. And and you have this warmth about you that is the warmth about you does also fit with the brand because you you are Southern domestic diva, (laughs) but you are what you've built. And I just think it's such a lesson to entrepreneurs. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show. It's like, if you have a business, you know, yes, pour everything into that. But don't forget that as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. That personal brand can help leverage so much and grow the business so much. And I feel like I'd love for you to speak on that. Like, how is your, you know, your personal brand, your, you know, influencership on Instagram Mm -hmm. helped uh, your cleaning company and everything else? Yeah. Well, thank you for that intro. I'm like, wow, can I just come here every day and hear that over (laughs) and over? Because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to make some really hard decisions at the beginning of the year and budget cuts and things like that. So I feel like by expressing myself through the brand and being a part of podcast and building Instagram and building a following, it... It allows me as a business owner to still have fun in what I do. And I'm not constantly just looking at profit margins and determining how I can, you know, make that bottom line look better. It's like I'm able to escape to this social media world that I've created for myself just by branding and have an audience there. And that audience has followed me from when I said, hey, I'm quitting corporate America and I'm going out with a bottle of Ponsuana vacuum cleaner and cleaning for three years, four years of my life, and then moving a business into a garage. So they've seen all of these steps of the, of the journey, which makes it, you know, 
even more, you know, more beautiful when you have these followers that have stuck beside you and building something. So you're from Mississippi, right? I'm from Mississippi. So that's really where the Diva brand started. My little Southern mama, if I came out of the house and I didn't have my lipstick on, and I would say, Mama, it's in the car. Because, you know, in the 90s, you kept everything in the car. And she said, well, you go out that car and you get it right now. You're not leaving this house without any red lipstick on. And so that's where the red lipstick started. I, like, literally wear it so much, sometimes I wonder if I should get it tattooed on. Might as well. And then the red nails come with it. That was a Southern Mississippi mother thing as well. And so, you know, when I was starting to develop the brand, people would say, you know, you're just a little Southern diva. And I'm like, started to believe it. Like, I am the Southern diva. And if you see me on vacation, I introduce myself as the Southern diva. I'm like, just call me diva. You know? <laughs> so it, it, you kind of bring it to life in so many ways. And, um, I've lived through it, and some might not always agree with that. You know, I'm a single girl, no children, and my 75 employees, they are my children. And so I lived through it, but it brings me life, and it brings me, like, the fun part of the business with being able to brand it and, and add to it and have divas out cleaning instead of maids out cleaning, you know. Isn't that better? People say, when is my maid going to be here? I don't know because we have divas working for us. Ah. Uh. And if you have a man, he's a Devo. Devo. <laughs> Branding. I so, love that so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like you've, you're, yeah, made. I mean, I feel like that's, especially in today's world, that's, there's like a negative connotation to the word made. No one wants to, I have a mm-hmm. maid. It's like, I even hate saying like, I have an assistant or I have a, right. I have an employee. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, no, they're my team. Right. They're my people. They're my crew. And I feel like you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like that it takes a, it takes a village to grow a multi-million dollar business like you've done. So how did you get to the point where you've had so many employees? Like, how did it, I know you said you were with the broom, with the mop, cleaning mm-hmm. for so many years. And then how did it, how did you grow it from a marketing standpoint and everything, like, mm-hmm. to to just, yeah, grow this incredible business? Right. Well, you know, had the, the challenge of fighting through. I started in 2014, so this will be year nine for us. And so, you know, learned a lot of things in those journeys. Like, we, as an entrepreneur, you will— admit, like, there's things that I could have done differently, especially with better banking relationships and things that would help me progress to where maybe I could have paid those staff members in that team a little bit more and gotten a little bit more respect from the beginning. So I think as, you know, as a business owner, you have to go through the hard years of figuring it out. Nobody just writes a a book on this is how you run a cleaning company and really developing some trust. So, some of my staff members have been with me eight years and they've been paid on a weekly basis for eight years. And now they're family and they're friends and they're church members. And that's how you build that culture is, you know, the the consistency of knowing that they're going to come back for seven consistent days and there's going to be work there. And so it's just putting it in and just not giving up, you know, just constantly going back, getting myself out in the field and doing it. So 2020, we went from a gross sales of 330,000 to 2021 of 1.3 million. So talk about a year of just hard growth and having to make difficult decisions. I brought in a back of the house operations team that came with a CFO and a coach and an admin assistant and just some direction of really teaching me that, hey, I own a million dollar company and I'm a boss here. And now I have to truly lead this team to, you know, the margins it can go to and and stepping back and just realizing, like, I'm getting control here. Wow. <laughs> I'm not out in the field cleaning anymore. So 
you know, and it goes from there. And then you get to the point where you're like, I can never see myself turning around. Like, this is my life, and this has become so much more to other other workers for me. And now they're building wealth within their families and purchasing cars and homes and things that they didn't think that they would be able to do and, you know, getting citizenships and things. And so it, it just becomes a story and it keeps you going. Mm. It keeps that heart pumping. <laughs> I just feel like you never sleep. I really feel that way. I'm like you, I mean, watching you on Instagram, you're such a fascinating person to watch on social oh, media. Thank you. You are because it's like you're doing so many things and you have mm-hmm. such a big team. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, make time for yourself. You know, I you work out every single day at five in the morning, which I just yes. think is like <laughs> incredible. But I know that you do that for your mental health. I know absolutely, you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. My team wants me to do that before they're faced with me. I have to give myself that time and just give myself that time to also give back to the universe and to God for creating all of this and just to have me where I'm able to go in the day and, you know, be more relaxed and be able to take a lot. And if you, you know, I don't hold myself like I give myself some grace, you know, I've recently been dating someone and been enjoying sleeping in a little bit more. And so I get the workouts in in the afternoon. So I think you just kind of have to let your body go through like what truly feels good. And if you're tired, I was tired after fourth quarter, you know, 2022 was just like, wow, that fourth quarter hit me. So I have been just like allocating, but getting it in because that's where you can take that steam out. <laughs> do you do anything to prepare going into leading such a big team? Like, do you do any, like, I, I know you work out, but do you do any kind of meditation, prayer, mm-hmm. anything? Because it, I don't think a lot of people realize that until they have a team that, like, just walking into the office every day, it's a challenge. Because Absolutely. you know there's going to be this person coming at you, this person coming at you, mm-hmm. this person coming at you. And if you're not in a good headspace, and if you haven't, like, had that time in your car or whatever to just kind of be like— Okay, Lord, be with me today. Absolutely. Help me to not blow up on anyone. Because it's like you know, you can't. You know, you gotta, Absolutely. you gotta be human, and you have to, uh, you know, treat your people well every single day, even if you're having a bad day. That's mm-hmm. one of the harder things about being an entrepreneur. You don't really get to have bad days. Absolutely, <laughs> and let things trigger you and right. react, and then have to take it back. Can't be reactive. You cannot be reactive. So just being calm and collect. A lot of mine is a lot of journaling, a lot of prayer. I listen to. You know, um, a lot of the worship music, some of like the gospel worship music, turn it up too loud. I have an Airbnb in the bottom of my house, and the guests are probably like, what is going on up there? You have no idea what it takes to get me ready for the day. And then i got to get all this together, you know, so i got a whole dressing room of that. So it's—my look is something, too. You know, yesterday yeah. I washed my hair, my hair was oily, and I was just miserable. Hope miserable. I wait to get home and wash my hair. Yeah. So I just think that it's, you know, getting that workout in, getting that time of just giving back and saying thank you and just slowing down. And even if you have 10 minutes, you're like, okay, I have 10 minutes this morning. I only had a few minutes, but I just let myself stop. That way you're just— Things are going to flow. And also knowing, like, we can't accomplish this all in one day. We all have this big new year energy. And I'm like, okay, girls, we got to use our full focus planner because we won't be able to get to that till February. You know, and, and don't let me and my energy get you too hyped. And so just knowing that I can't get it all done. I can't fix all these operational issues in one day. Mm-hmm. And just having that patience with yourself. 
It's yeah. a daily rinse and repeat, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Like, got to do it all again. Do it all again. But what else would we do, be doing, you know? No. Eating cheese puffs at home? No. Or working <laughs> in corporate, which you did. I mean, yeah. did you, I mean, you seem like the kind of person that was totally born to be an entrepreneur. So walk us through going into corporate and then like what made you take that leap of faith? Because it's an incredible leap of faith what you did. Well, thank you. Well, I have a hospitality management degree from University of Southern Miss and actually got a big accomplishment yesterday. I was awarded the the young alumni of the University of Southern Mississippi. And so that will be a little 15-minute speech. So you might have to get some tips on public speaking from you, the expert. Oh, my God. Well, 15 minutes is a long time, but you're going to crush it because you. this is your school. Like, this is, you know, you're Mm -hmm. a Mississippi girl. Like, you're going to absolutely—oh, my gosh, you need to film it. Like, I want to watch it. Oh, yeah, we're going to film it. So background from Southern Miss with a hospitality degree— Worked in hospitality sales, moved to Nashville with a sales job with R.J. Young. So here I am, beating the streets down. This is 2013, trying to sell $40,000 copiers, not knowing one thing about it. But I'm in a cubicle writing my business plan just as fast as I could, ignoring all the drama in the cubicle. And I remember driving through the city and being like, I mean, but I deserve more than this cubicle. Like, I can give this city more. Like, I want to create something. And I had a girlfriend. She'd come in my backyard and do my hair because it was broke. You know, we have to do backyard hair. And I was like, girl, I just want to have me a little business called Southern Domestic Even just clean. And she was like, you can do that. And so six months in with R.J. Young, I saved enough money, and I was cleaning at nights, like, from five to nine in places, doing anything from, like, meal prep, grocery shopping, scooping poop in people's backyard, like, literally with shovels cleaning their houses, and I would do it on the weekends, and just very humbling to show up on the weekend to clean someone's house, and you would sit at a conference table next to him the day before trying to sell him a $40,000 copier and didn't know that his wife was, you know what I mean? And it was just like, okay, here I am with my bottle pencil, like, I got to suck it up. And I just remember in that moment, I was like, I'm building something, I'm building something. So, it just is, it's such a journey with starting it. And I was able to walk away from my sales career after six years and just fully dive into Southern Domestic, even 2014. Within like a year, I got a, my first employee and started building from there. But I within mean, a year, that's amazing. It, it can take people a long time to finally make that first hire. Right. So that's like, what, what was there a pivotal moment that you were like, because you, you were saying you were like scooping poop and you're like, I'm building something, I'm building something. But oh, was yeah. there a moment that was like, th- this is going to be something? Or did you just always have that drive when you were working behind the cubicle? Mm-hmm. I've always had that work ethic. I think it's that Mississippi work ethic that was taught to me by my parents. Just, you know, you don't get sick, you work through it. So it was like I had that mindset and I just knew I wasn't going to go back to corporate America. So there's just no, you know, there's no turning back. And I was actually making decent money then, you know, doing it because I was out there on my own and I was getting to go and and experience a few more things that I wasn't able to before. And so there just wasn't a question. And I truly loved doing it. Like I was the little psycho kid that was like, had my mossy hattie pour me up a bottle of pine sole, like a bowl of pine sole water. If you're old school, you know, like, got to get you some hot pine sole water and a rag if you're going to get any cleaning done. And she was a cigarette smoker, so she would be like, baby, just wipe them walls. I'd be like, 
And she's like, good job. And all the other kids would be like putting puzzles together and playing card games, all that. It was too much for me. You know, I wanted to be cleaning. Then I got obsessed. I was like, Mama, will you check me out of school and let me go home and clean if we had a substitute? I'm like, we're not going to do anything anyways. I could just do have a list of 10 things I could do at the house. So mama would let me go and clean. So I'm like, we should have figured this out at nine years old. I'd be on an island. <laughs> so I had wow. a desire and like, you know, always crazy about cleaning. So it wasn't like I was doing something that I didn't truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting too about the entrepreneurial journey? Sometimes you have to get yourself into what's not meant for you, for mm-hmm. you to kind of be like smacked over the head with like, or just like God saying like, yeah, you're meant to be a leader. You're Absolutely. meant to be creating your own thing. That's exactly what happened to me. I did a year of college, and mm-hmm. it was literally the biggest wake-up call of my life of being like— I absolutely hate this. And mm-hmm. then I was like, I just want to not be in school anymore. And I just want to do my own thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, and that's sometimes the scariest thing <clears throat> ever, but it makes you work harder because you're absolutely. like, there's no longer a tuition cushion or there's no longer, here's some money for the dorm or whatever. It was literally right. like, my parents were like, cool, you want to go be your own person and move to Nashville? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to, we're going to emotionally support you, but we're not going to give you anything. You're going to have to figure it out. And then right. you're just like, I just don't want to go back to corporate or I don't want to go back to Mm -hmm. school or whatever. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to Mm -hmm. figure this out. So I love that. And it's like, you can't get past the hard work. You can't. There's, there's, there's no, I think. There's no, like, hey, here's a side cut, like a shortcut. You know, it's like if you're building anything, if you, you know, get to that, like, year two, I have a lot of friends in year two, year three. I'm like, you just got to make it. I promise it gets better. But you just have to get through it. You got to put in the hard work. You know, and in my industry, there weren't a lot of girls just beating down the door to go clean houses. And they're still not, you know. You see at some of the events and stuff, it's like I've really been able to capture this market and really just bring brand it out and make it into something that stands out in a market that's not always the cutest thing to, you know, have to say that you clean houses or to want to go clean houses with a college education and put on 50 pounds while doing it and then have to you know, knock that off. So yeah, I say I mean, that all the time when people see the red Mercedes and all the flashy stuff now that they didn't see when I was 50 pounds heavier and telling, you know, one of my girlfriends, like, push that vacuum cleaner as fast as it'll go. <laughs> It's teaching myself how to clean while doing it, you know? Well, it's true. It's like, I think it's easy to look at someone like you and be like, wow, she's beautiful. She has this, um, she's just, you you were in Jamaica, like she's got this. But I, that's why I love following you because I know none of those things are Mm -hmm. the result of just you having like, I don't know a man or someone that's giving it right. to you, you Absolutely. worked your ass off for right. those things. And that is like, and I know the whole time you are on vacation, you're probably working. <laughs> no, actually, you know, if any entrepreneurs are listening, that's one thing I strive on is like when I take a vacation is like really separating. Mm-hmm. I've had to teach myself that, Sydney. But on this vacation, I just really put down my phone. Oh. A lot of that social media, I would just get like little glimpses of it. And, and you teaching me like from how you did the Tennessee Women's Connect, and you had the back of the house girls doing her stories and stuff. I said, we're going to do it like the girls did over there at Renaissance. We're going <laughs> to act like we got us a little social media. So I had back of the girl, you know, the girls doing like takeovers of my stories okay. and stuff. So I was able to disconnect. And when I was on vacation, I had so many, so much vision of like wow. where I was taking the company. Because when you get to these marks of two and a half mil and you're like, okay, I want to take it to three and a half. How do you truly do that? Like you have to have a strategy and a sales strategy. And now my team's expensive expecting all of these things. And so with me kind of unplugging from the world, 
I just like had notes, notes, notes of journaling. And then I've like with airlines, how crazy like they were, I ended up in Minnesota for some reason from Jamaica and I got stuck in a snowstorm. So I go from like flip flops, like beautiful tropical weather. And I'm stuck in a snowstorm in Minnesota. And I was just mad as a little hornet, you know, just they better get me home. I want to be home. But in that snowstorm, I had already my 2022 preview of the year before. And I was in that airport in the Delta Lounge. Oh, love, love it. And um, it was just flowing out of me like water. Like it was like a faucet. I couldn't turn it off. Like my entire, my vision, my plan and like everything. And I was comparing. I had like 20 pages of notes by the time it was time to board the plane. And that's when you know that the universe was just like, hey, you need to slow down mm. and you need to disconnect from the world and let me really just show you what your vision is. And now I have it on paper. Now I'm presenting to the team. And it's like this big aha moment. I'm like, vacation is amazing. So that's such a good tip. Yeah. Really because usually I'm like, hey, look at me on social media and just really like, you know, wanting to be in the scene of it. And I just got just enough to make you, you know, you knew I went to Jamaica. I got mm-hmm. enough, but yeah. I was able to It wasn't to overkill. Say, it was like my friends were like, in. are you alive? I'm like, yes. <laughs> we're used to seeing more stories, Allie. We want to see more from you, but I, that's such just a Just disconnecting. Tip. And it even taught me, you know, that I have to do this. Yeah. And so now I know that's part of the routine at the end of the year. Wow. I got to go somewhere tropical. That's so inspiring. <laughs> Thank and you. so did you—what was some, what were some of those visions, if you can share? Like, I know you have this book coming out. And the Southern Domestic Cookbook, is that the name of it? Yeah, Southern Diva Cookbook. Southern Diva Cookbook. Uh-huh. And it is like wholesome Southern recipes that I feel like Absolutely. you've created all of them. And uh-huh. we have your pie here, which I want to talk about pies. But yes. we ordered some of these for the team for Thanksgiving. And everyone was like, that's the best pie I've ever had. Oh, I love it. And that's my favorite dessert is pecan pie, which I feel like is— why oh. I love you so much because I feel like you just this is what you make and uh-huh. I am such a pecan pie person right. which is kind of random I mean I, it's a random but it's my favorite dessert of all desserts you would be surprised a little, you have a lot of pecan pie fans yes. out there and so it, it's um, it's a traditional thing the pecan pie comes from my grandmother Hattie same one that was getting me wiped down the walls you know child labor and so <laughs> we learn about that if you're an entrepreneur yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah. Yeah. so um Mossy Hattie always had like at least two or three pecan pies bacon. It was her signature, but like back then she used a whole half a stick of butter. I don't know how. And then we take it down to like three tablespoons in 2022. And so I started like the pecan pies. I started baking them for all of my clients right when I started the business, like as a thank you. And then I would get into doors with the pecan pies. So we've used it um, for marketing and things like that. So we bake about— 12 to 24 here in the Nashville market a week. Wow. And we're now selling them. So they are for sale on our website. We have minis as well. So we have the large pie and the mini pie. And um, it's just great. We use it as a marketing approach when we sponsor events. We typically have our tables set up and we serve mimosas and pies. Mm, So people love a little buzz in the morning with a little pie to pie. And so it's it's been good, but, you know, as an entrepreneur, we can have this creative mind where we can shift from, you know, you've got the cleaning company and you're on track for $2 million and you're like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to buy some, I'm going to sell some pies. And so it's all part of the branding, but just always remembering to, to stay focused and make sure if you are building other entities like that, that they do work and help the business. So the pie, it's like, we show up with this and I know that this cost on this unit is 
$3.75, you know? So it's like anywhere I show up to, I have a pie in hand. That's a Southern thing. You don't show up empty-handed. Right, you always have something. Right. Wow, I love that. I I feel like this is such a great lesson for entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that you don't, just because you have your business, you don't have to put yourself in that box. You can do other things, especially Mm -hmm. if you are a creative person like you. It needs to, I think, coexist together like you've done and have the umbrella. And I think... Um, you made a really good point. You you want to make sure that you don't get lost in Absolutely. like when you are having the passion project here and there and you're writing a book mm-hmm. and you're doing other kind of entities. Mm-hmm. You can't lose sight of the big driver, especially while you're going from right. a lot of our listeners, six figures to seven figures. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting time in business going from six to seven. I'd Absolutely. love for you to talk to us about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, you know, what what were some of the lessons you learned? What would be some like red flags for people to maybe look out for uh-huh. if they're in that big shift? Because I don't think people realize it. I feel like going from five figures to six figures isn't as hard, right? Potentially uh, for us, but from the six to seven, it's been a challenge. Absolutely, absolutely, and I can't say it enough. Is like systems and procedures and just that manual and just having an operating system that is so in line and so structured that your team can't veer because they are held accountable. I just made my team do this. It's the first of the year. It freaked them all out. You know, we've got all these, all these women, you know, so they all get emotional. And um, everybody's, you know, I was like, I want to see your date outline from the time you start to the time you end and you write me your job description. Just oh. so when we start this new year, we're making sure we're not crossing paths. I mean, it was a crazy 2022 and we might have a lot of people that are crossing paths or spending too much time on this because we need to cut down the bottom line. But just diving into the uncomfortable things, it's like I have so much work to do to go from two, five to where I want to go to three, five to five. And so I'm really working to divisionize it and just look at the best like strategy for all of it together. And so it's hard work. It is such hard work. I mean, and developing these systems on your own and figuring it out and, you know, you figure out something that doesn't work and then you got to make a better system for it. Mm-hmm. And you have to implement it. You got to write it down. You got to put it in your procedure book and then you got to make sure your team's on, you know, on point with it. So, that communication piece. And it's just always evolving. Like right when you kind of get like, a, we talked about that, like I feel like the last quarter of my year was a little eco-driven. Like mm-hmm. I knew I'd already hit my, my goal and my two mil and I was just stroked a little bit by my pies coming and my, I wrote my cookbook and now I'm going to have the t- title of his published author. And I lost focus on, you know, what my strategy was to get to the next step. And so it's just humbling yourself and saying like, oh, there's a lot of things that we have to really figure out, a lot of margins. We've gotten into the construction market and the commercial market and we're trying to narrow down that pricing and being very humble and saying like, we're new to the market. Like, for extremely high, we need to know. And so now it's just systemizing this and making sure the team's in place with it. And mm-hmm. sometimes making the the hard decisions of that person's been on my team for four years and they're an amazing asset and part of my Mississippi like family of friends, but they're not in growth for us to hit 3.5 million. And unfortunately, I have to let them go and have to evolve past that and not be in emotions. I mean, it's kept me up the last couple of nights. Just making the hard decisions, but it's going to be hard. It's just as hard as it was when I was cleaning with the college education and 40 pounds overweight. (laughs) Saying push that vacuum cleaner as hard, you know, as fast as you can. I left the office just a minute ago, and I'm like, 
we got to work on this, this, and this next week, you know, and it seems like hard stuff, but you just have to dive into it every day and write it down and not let yourself slip on it, you know? I feel like you're speaking directly to me. Really? Uh, I hope I'm not just— Allie, no, that was—you're just on—you just—you're right. Everything Mm -hmm. you said, it's just every single day you have to give yourself that grace Mm -hmm. and and you have to make those hard decisions and you have to know as a business owner, like, you're not going to make everyone happy. Mm -hmm. You're going to make probably more people unhappy. And and at the end of the day, it's got to be for the customers for sure. Absolutely. And it's got to be for the business and for the vision. So I love that you've shared mm-hmm. your vision with your team and 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 that's just all very inspiring. I feel like the humbling thing too. I, I had to really humble myself in the, the end of the year. I like literally like uh, same ego. I was like, yeah. oh, we have a podcast and we have a summit and we're doing this and like, oh my gosh. And I lost sight a little bit of mm-hmm. the business and the team and um, you know, the day-to-day rinse and the repeat of what has got me to these awesome opportunities that I have right now. And it's like, unfortunately, I don't know if you're, if I'm ever going to get to the point where I'm not, it feels right now, like I'm never going to get to the point where I'm out of the weeds of the business. Because that's another thing about entrepreneurship. When you finally feel like you're out of it, then something happens, somebody quits or, you know, and if you're still small, like we are, Mm -hmm. like that means the business owner has to pick up the broom and the mop in in terms of like, go back into creating the content, Mm -hmm. go back to kind of the the grunt work that right. is what got me here. But it's mm-hmm. a very humbling thing. And right. you do have to work to keep yourself humble all the time as an entrepreneur. You can't get a big head and that's Constantly. when everything crumbles, mm-hmm. you know? Constantly. And it just keeps us aligned with our team. And that's what they want. They want us to all relate with them and be a culture and just like really dive into it. We have about 90% of our staff of the Nashville market is of the Hispanic culture. So talk about, you know, a South Mississippi girl with my Spanglish, you know, and it's like you got to find that love language yeah. and and that in between to make it to where your your workers have to know that like hey you can get there and and go out and I can fold towels with them and stuff like that at vacation rentals. Do I get to as much as I want to? No, no. but when things aren't going right, yeah, do I have to go meet with a vacation rental owner next week and strategize because the cleaners aren't doing right on it? You know, it's like humbling myself and be back out there in those shoes. But yeah, you're never. Bet, too- I'm gonna have a pie in my hand. I know you are. Yeah, you're you're never too big as a business owner. You can't ever get to that point where mm-hmm. you're like, I don't scrub the toilets. I will go scrub those toilets any day because it just right. you do whatever it takes. Right. Well, walk me through what you're doing right now. What is part of the vision of 2023? Okay. What are you wanting to do more of? What are you trying to put out into the universe if you're able to put if you're able to share with us? With yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're really excited that the cookbook will be out in February. So Yay. I'm starting that off with a cute little um, book tour in Mississippi. So I'll have like some stops along some places there, have a big party. Um, in my Mississippi branch, some people might not know, but I have the Southern Diva Cleaners here in Tennessee, and then I have a branch in South Mississippi as well that I opened up three years ago. We have about 200 clients, about 15 uh-huh. divas there. And I um, just this past year, I purchased a mixed-use property. And so the divas are housed out of the cleaning divas are housed out of there. And I have two Airbnbs there as well called the Diva Farmhouse and the Diva Studio. And so that is just a whole little operation in its own and people just in and out of the vacation room. So we'll have a big party there to celebrate the book. 
So excited about the book and just really dialing in on um, the sales strategy, mm-hmm. just not really knowing what our climate's going to be. You know, always want to put good out there, but knowing that we might be, you know, coming up on a challenging client. So just having a plan that keeps everything aligned. I'm really wanting to go after some more commercial business in the cleaning the cleaning world and things of that nature. And this year, just really trying to hone in on the Southern Diva cleaning and getting some procedures and processes in place. And so, you know, we get it to the next level and we maybe could acquire another company, another cleaning company in the Middle Tennessee market. And, you know, maybe as soon as 2025, 2026, we could eventually look at a franchise model. Mm. I don't really put that out there that much because I've got a lot of work to do to get to that point. But it definitely is a dream of mine of putting Southern Domestic Diva into large cities. Gosh, you are so, so inspiring. You are so you. young and just you're so smart and you're so you have this thank calm, you. warm nature about you, which I know makes you such a good leader and such <laughs> a good just person to work for. Like, I want right. to come work for you. That's what everybody says, Ellie, all the parties on like. I don't know if we'll be able to have that many this year now we look at budget. I, I, I love to have a party and I love to cook and eat. And yes, so, you know, yes. you you figure it out, but then you're also like, woo, we partied a lot in 2022. Yeah, you're like, oh, gotta, <laughs> gotta, you know, good party is always, you gotta celebrate the milestones, mm-hmm. celebrate the success. Well, I guess kind of as we're wrapping up, I always like to ask our guests like you, mm-hmm. what, um, what do you think are some of the qualities that make a successful entrepreneur? Absolutely. I think with um, being able to be a good delegator, I I have found that, you know, with having a team this large and being able to um, put them in the positions that they need to be in and be able to really hone in on my executive assistant is, is she's a prime example. She came in for a laundry position. She was going to deliver laundry to vacation rentals and uh, just sat down with her and, and to dive into all of her, you know, her skills. And now she's amazing and it can run circles around some of the girls in the office. And so just being open to, you know, to delegating and knowing your team and depending on your team and just really building a culture. You know, I spend a lot of time and money and energy on building a culture and giving back to them. We gifted over 95 gifts at Christmas for the entire team and anybody that's helped me along the journey and just knowing that, hey, I could probably take another really nice Caribbean vacation. But and would I have a staff of 75 people and really be able to build that culture? So, you know, and, and from the beginning, some lessons I would have learned from the very beginning is depending on my banking relationships, I wouldn't have sat in the drive drive through of the bank. I would have gone in and been making banking relationships at the very beginning. I would have known about mentorship. I would have depended on people that have already done it and sat with them and been more involved with them. So those are any two tips I could teach somebody is the banking relationships and the mentorship. And then once you do it, it's just like haunting it on that culture because that's going to create this family of its own. And then we eventually get to a franchise model, then that's what we're selling. Mm. And that's what people are, they, they want that. They want to build that of their own. Mm-hmm. And the culture is what retention mm-hmm. is all about. And it's like, and it's, it will save you a lot of headaches. <sighs> Yeah, and if there's anything COVID taught us as business owners, it's the hiring market in every industry is hard, and it's hard to keep people. There's so there there was. I know the economy's in a different place right now, but a lot of options, you know. And, mm-hmm. and recruiters are coming after our people left and right. And it's like the way that you're going to get past that if you do have a competitive, you know, salary situation is the culture. Absolutely, people. I've learned if I've learned anything in entrepreneurship, it's that people want a safe 
happy, you know, um, emotionally safe environment. And they right. want to know that the person they work for has those good morals and ethics and really Absolutely. loves them, you know, leading with love, which Absolutely. I feel like you you do. And I, I feel like your, your girls just love you. And it's you. so sweet how much you give back to your team. It's very inspiring. Thank well, you, last you. question. What do you think makes a Renaissance woman? Oh, wow. Well, I wear my Renaissance sweatshirt all the time. I'll just let you know. I got out and was doing some, um, like, yard work in it. And I'm like, I got this Renaissance sweatshirt dirty. I got that shout on there. Just, <laughs> I knew better than buy the white one. <laughs> well, I've got so, a pink one for you. Oh, You'll I be so cute. It. And you're so cute in the white one, but I feel like I need to give you a I pink one. I love it. And you inspire me, too, with doing more branding of my brand and putting that out there. And you just said, hey, I'm going to throw these out there at Tennessee Women's Connect. And I bet you sold out of them, didn't you? We did. And, and that's how that is entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like, you're just like, I'm going to take a plunge and spend a little bit of money on this. And you're probably thinking, like, when you're running the Amex card, like, shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But then it kind of, like, works. But like, who cares? Because you'll get those points and be able to take your trip at the end of the year. That's <laughs> exactly. another trip. Amex. Amex. <laughs> Build your points. points. Yes. Meet people in the lounge. We learned that in 2022. <laughs> Meet network in the lounge. I love it. So you do work on vacation. It's a little bit. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and so um, building a Renaissance woman is just, you know, a woman of value and a woman of tradition, too. I try to keep these Southern traditions alive. I mean, I just wrote a cookbook on teaching how to use a cast iron and keep it clean. You know, what's more traditional than a cast iron? So I think it's just, you know, the way you carry yourself and the the drive and the momentum that you have. And then also, I incorporate it to being a good Christian woman, mm-hmm. too. You know, I'm like a God-fearing woman, and I want to be that for my team to be able to represent them on that level. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being a Renaissance woman comes into being classy and having your makeup on and making sure your lipstick. And when you do walk into a room, you make a presence. Even if you are the only girl there with the hot pink dress on, okay, you're the Own diva. Own it. You're the diva. You're I'm the, the diva. diva oh, you know? Gosh. And so I think it's on so many um, Renaissance women is like, coming from my mossy Hattie and her teaching me all of these standards and keeping these Southern traditional things involved in a world that can be so flashy and new Instagrammy and this going on and that. And you're like, hey, I'm going to stay wholesome to myself and know what I'm building is like true and secure and other women can see it through you. Okay, the women want to know what's the lipstick brand and color <laughs> shade. Because it now I'm very inspired to do a red I lip. I love it. I actually had it in hand earlier. I was like, can I use the bathroom? And I only had my red lipstick in hand. I don't think my lipstick is dark enough. So it is, believe it or not, a Maybelline Superstay. So I'm talking $7.98 in the color is 502. It's like cherry red. It's gorgeous. And so it's the one that has the two ends on the stick. So you have the color and then you have the moisturizing. Oh, that's the key is the moisturizing because I get Mm -hmm. flaky lips. Sorry, that's just the thing. You've got to have the moisturizing with it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I do have to reapply it after after dinner, but I mean, or after lunch or something, but just. It stays on for the most yeah. part. And it, those mornings when you're really tired and you kind of jack it up over here, you I mean, you literally have to get the makeup remover out because I mean, it's on there. It's stuck to your lips. It's like and a so, stain, basically. Okay, well, the stain. people will want to know because we're on camera, so I just had to I ask. love it. Maybelline, Maybelline. Um, Superstay. I love it. So it's like the 24-hour. So, seven ninety eight. And if you're single, you can press a man with it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here. Allie, thank you so much for coming on the on the show. You are such a Renaissance woman. You, you are so amazing. I'm so excited to just 
have you in my life and just continue being a part of your world and just following you. And I think our audience will just absolutely love this episode. So kind of just share where can everyone find you? Where can everyone follow you? um, Where can we get the book when it's ready and all the things? Okay. So um, a lot of my action goes on Instagram. I'm the Southern Domestic Diva on Instagram. And then that plays into TikTok, Allie Williamson on LinkedIn. We're Southern Domestic Diva on Facebook as well. Um, Our website pretty much has anything. You can go to our website. You can shop shop my Amazon page because I'm an Amazon influencer. Buy a pie, buy a cookbook, book a clean. We also have a small portfolio of Airbnbs that I own and manage. So you could even book the Diva Suite studio or farmhouse. And so um, that's really, but really, if you want to dial in and connect, it's Instagram. You can watch my entire life there and how I'd pull my 5 a.m.s and work with my team and, you know, some of the challenges. I'm really work hard at that in the new year. It's not always showing all the good stuff. Like, sometimes it's challenging, and Mm. I think people need to know that, Mm. that— Yes. You know, there's tears. There needs to be more of that. There's tears almost on a um, weekly basis, you know? <laughs> People need to know that. It's not all red lipstick and glamour. Absolutely. It's literally It's wiping the tears sometimes to get sweat. the red lipstick on. But you got to get it on and get out there, and it's going to feel better when you get to the office. Right. Uh, another mentor told me that. It's like, if you could just get to the office, it always gets better yeah. when you get there. And your team's there, and that's— they're lifting you up. Oh, that's yeah. a really good, that's a good nugget. I do feel better when I walk in here. Yeah. Like, just getting here is like such a, it's a whole thing, especially well. with a baby. But then once I get here, I'm like, okay, all right, let's huddle, let's center, let's figure it out. And then there's nothing we can't solve together. I so. love it. And you as a single mom and what you've built in this, if y'all have not seen this place, it's spectacular. I was in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to get some pain in our office. I got to... <laughs> Sydney ain't gonna have nothing on me. I'm gonna get Diva <laughs> plastered across the wall. You need it. You need, you well, I need have to connect done a you with my you need a Diva job. Light, you know. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful in here, Sydney. You should be really proud of yourself oh, and building sweet. people's social media and brand and all that. It is a job no of its own. It's no joke. It's a lot, but we are very blessed, like you said, yes. and just lucky to do what well, we I'm love. I'm hoping to get a lot of this corporate business and send them your way too. Sister, we will take it. We will t- we will send business to each other, and that is what it's all about, supporting mm-hmm. each other and supporting each other's businesses. I love so it. thank you so much, Allie. It was a pleasure thank having you. you on. I appreciate it. Okay, bye.